I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to another episode of Scam Squad. Hi, Vicki. It's our week to have our special, special sponsors and guests from Montecito Bank and Trust. Would you introduce Sean today? Absolutely. My pleasure, Patty. So we have with us today Sean Dyer, who is the Senior Fraud Specialist at Montecito Bank and Trust. And welcome, Sean. You've always got such good information for us. So what do we need to know about today? Well, hi, Vicki and Patty, and thanks for having me back. We've just got um, a lot of the same, but, you know, they just kind of recirculate every six months or so. And so since we last spoke, I've got a few different scams that have resurfaced. For all three of these, unfortunately, our customer was scammed for quite quite a large amounts of money. And that will be their loss because we're not able to help them get it back. The first one is your standard tech support scam. The customer received an email that she needed to update or something to do with her antivirus software, and that led to a phone call with an impersonator, and that led to the purchase of two Western Union transfers. Each one was for $2,507, so using her debit card to do a Western Union because they said that they had over-credited her back for the service and so forth. So she's out $5,014 for that. It's just so sad because she gave the card number. So she authorized the transaction and our customers, you know, it's a really hard thing to explain to people that unauthorized is you didn't give any information out. Somehow they obtained it and that's when we can help. But if you've been tricked into handing over that information, we can't get your money back for you. It's important to understand that before you agree to give over money to somebody, you better be sure who you're giving it to because if you've authorized it, it's hard to get it back. And uh, on a criminal level, it's hard to prosecute cases too where somebody has willingly given somebody money based on a representation. Mm -hmm. Unless it's a fraudulent representation, then we can do something. But if you just give money to, let's say, a family member who has some emergency, even if they just make it up, it's too bad. But even though it was a scam company, that doesn't help at all with being able to get the money back if they took it to court? Well, the problem is, of course, catching up with these folks and then proving that what they told her was fraudulent. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what the bank is able to do... If she gives over the money, the bank's hands are tied. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're impersonating. So she wasn't really speaking to, obviously, the actual antivirus software company. She's speaking to someone else who's sent an email or done the phone call or put something out there. And it just starts that way. And then we have another one who we had a customer fall victim when he thought he was being contacted by the FTC and that they needed his help to catch some fraudsters. So he fell into quite a scam and he's so embarrassed by it, he won't provide us any of the details that might be able to help us when we file reports. But 
What he did share was they said they were with the FTC, they needed his help, and they needed him to take out $9,500 in cash and send it, the cash, via FedEx to a Walgreens. And he has not provided us with the details, but that it was out of state in a remote area. It's so sad. That's cash. He walked in a branch, he took out the cash, and it's gone. And we will not be able to get it back. The other part of it that one of our branch managers was able to help him with was they were also going to try to send a wire from the customer's Schwab account. And they were able to stop that. And I don't even have a dollar amount on that. So it was just really quite an elaborate scam. When did he figure out that this was a scam? I think it took a couple weeks, actually, before he came into the bank and thought, well, maybe something's up. And, you know, we're so thankful that they trust us enough to come talk about it. Right. But then, you know, we try to tell them, you know, these are pros. Please tell us the full story. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. It started on November 23rd is when he withdrew the cash. So it probably started before that. But he didn't come to the branch to talk about it until December 4th. Such an unfortunate thing. That is very unfortunate that the person didn't have somebody to talk it over with who maybe could have recognized that it was a scam. And I don't mean your bank because you guys do a great job, but a family member or someone that they might have confided in. This happens to all kinds of people in all walks of life. Yes. It's not more men than women, at least from what we see. It happens. You know, this was a well-to-do customer and it just, he got caught up in it. Yeah. I have many, many, many very intelligent people who have been, who have called me and have been victimized with various different kinds of scams. And they're always embarrassed and they never want to talk about it and and give you the full story because they can't believe they've gotten caught up in it. But like you say, Sean, these people are professionals. This is what they do for a living and they know exactly what to say, exactly how to trap you and exactly how to make whatever they're saying seem very, very authentic. So Mm -hmm. um, everybody is targeted these days, and many, many very intelligent, successful people have gotten caught up. So, yeah. Yeah, and then we have one more that um, I wanted to talk about, which is another scam. And the best way to describe it is what we call an overpayment scam. So it doesn't necessarily have to be from a tech support company or anything, but what they try to do is similar to what happens in a tech support scam where they say you deserved a credit for something. And in this particular case, it's a the fraudster was impersonating that he was an employee of a very well-known company that protects your identity. And so the customer had been paying a monthly fee for this to use this service, so she wasn't surprised to have a phone call by them but they were saying that the service wasn't the right product or whatever, and she was owed a $600 credit. And then, of course, they say, oh, we want your bank information so we can deposit that. And then they say, oops, we accidentally, instead of depositing $600, we deposited $6,000. So now we need you to send us back the difference of the 5400 And we want that difference given to us in gift card code numbers and sure enough so now the thing is of course there's no six thousand dollar deposit but 
they think there is because they've remoted in. They, they are looking at their account where they think they are, but the fraudsters have masked it. So it looks like they have made a $6,000 deposit, which isn't there. Um, and then the customer goes and gets a gift card, gives out the numbers, and then thinks that's a little funny. And it's too late. So she's yeah. out $5,400. You know, I've heard of this scam quite a bit. And uh, it seems like these government imposter scams are on the rise again now, too. I got a phone call from somebody who was victimized. This woman believed she was talking to a DEA agent, drug enforcement agent. Now, this woman was a senior senior in her 90s. There's no way she had ever been involved in drugs uh, in her life, probably, and certainly not in recent history. And yet this DEA agent convinced her that there was a warrant out for her arrest and somehow she had been associated with some sort of drug purchase and that in order to clear her name and get rid of the warrant, she had to send off some money. I can't remember the exact amount, but it was thousands of dollars and they had her go down to her bank, get cash, package it a certain way uh, in, in tin foil and um, some other kind of wrapping and then mail it off. And of course, as you said, Sean, it's cash, it's gone. There's no way to get it back. So I think these scams are, are on the rise. These government imposter scams or the tech support where they're claiming to be from a legitimate company. We all just have to remember those red flags. If they ask you to send money or buy a gift card or get cash, it is a scam. Just don't do it. If you're worried uh, about the legitimacy of the request, you can call the fraud hotline and I'll talk to you about it. You can contact the police. You can go to your bank and talk to the people in the fraud department like Sean at the bank. So I'm just telling our listeners, don't send money, please. Don't give out personal information over the phone. I do have a little bit of good news here. Um, although the good news also highlights the scope of the problem that we're dealing with here in terms of these fraudsters. This is a, a bulletin that I got from Interpol, which is the International Police Agency, and they help coordinate police efforts, law enforcement efforts worldwide with law enforcement who are operating out of different countries, and Interpol helps them to cooperate. So sometimes we think these folks never get caught. Well, they do. Here is the headline. More than 20,000 arrests in year-long global crackdown on phone and internet scams. So exactly the kinds of things we're talking about here, the phone and the internet scams. It was codenamed First Light. Uh, the operation officially concluded in November, and here's some of the results. Over 10,000 locations were raided. Over 21,500 fraudsters were arrested. 310 bank accounts were frozen connected to these fraudsters. And Interpol collected over $150 million. So there's some good wow. news. That yeah. is some good news. <laughs> That's yeah. great news. Yeah. I would like to wish all of our listeners a very healthy, happy, safe holiday and a good new year. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Sean, for all the good work that you're doing to prevent people from being scammed. And Happy New Year to all our listeners and to both of you. 
Bye-bye. Thanks, Patty. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you.